This is In the Word, On the Go, the podcast where we look at one verse from God's Word for 10 minutes of your day. Welcome to In the Word, On the Go. I'm Champ Thornton, your host. Whether you're listening by yourself or with a family, this podcast is here for you to spend 10 more minutes in God's Word while you go about your day. In each episode, I get to interview one person about a favorite verse from the Bible. And today I get to welcome back Megan Hill. Megan is a pastor's wife living in Massachusetts and an editor for the Gospel Coalition website. She's the author of several books, including Contentment, Seeing God's Goodness, and Praying Together, The Priority and Privilege of Prayer in Our Homes, Communities, and Churches. Her writings have also appeared in various publications, including Christianity Today, The Washington Post, Focus on the Family, and Desiring God. She and her husband, Rob, have four kids, and they belong to West Springfield Covenant Community Church. Megan, welcome back to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me, Champ. Well, I am looking forward to hearing what verse you have for us today. All right, I'm going to read 1 Peter 1, verse 6. In this you rejoice, though now for a little while, if necessary, you have been grieved by various trials. All right, so I feel like we're right in the middle of a larger passage here in 1 Peter chapter 1, kind of drop down in the middle of a story. So what is that story? Can you give us a running start leading up to this verse? This is right at the beginning of Peter's first epistle, and he's greeted the saints um, that he calls the elect exiles. So it's Christians who are scattered throughout the world. Hmm. And then he launches right into this beautiful picture of what salvation is and praise to God for saving us through the work of Christ and Hmm. giving us this unfading hope in the resurrection and that one day we'll be with him forever. And then we come to the verse that I just read, where he says, in this you rejoice. So in this great salvation that's yours, you rejoice. Mm -hmm. Though now for a little while you have been grieved by various trials, and I'm sure we'll talk about that for a minute. Mm -hmm. And then after that, then he says, these trials, what they're going to do is that they're going to show forth your true faith and that they're going to actually be helpful to you in testing and proving the faith that you have in Christ so that on the last day, Christ is going to get all the glory. Okay. That is a wonderful explanation of this passage. So I'm going to read it again, and then I'm going to ask you to paraphrase it for us. So this is First Peter 1 verse 6. And I'm reading out of the Christian Standard Bible. It says, You rejoice in this, even though now for a short time, if necessary, you suffer grief in various trials. All right, so Megan, if you were to put this in your own words, what would that sound like? So Peter is saying to us, Praise God for your salvation, Mm -hmm. even though for a little while, for a short time, and then he says, If necessary, which is very interesting to me. So for a little while... And if it's really important, if it's, if it's essential, you have got trials in your life. Okay, so that's really helpful. And then you mentioned this phrase, if necessary. Why does Peter pause to use those words in describing the trials that these people, these Christians are in? Why does he say, if necessary? That's really my favorite part of the whole verse. That's why I picked this verse, actually. <laughs> the, the little while and the if necessary are both just so interesting there. But yeah, the if necessary. I came to this verse, actually, sir. my personal story with this verse is yeah. that my brother was going through some really tough times in his life. 
life and he just had some really hard things that have happened to him as as we all have had and I called him to talk to him about it and he said to me he said you know Megan he said I'm sure that God would not have done this if there had been an easier way hmm. and I thought I have never thought about that before. And then I thought, is that is that biblical? Is that true? And so then as I was reading the scriptures, I was kind of keeping that in mind, right? And then I came to this verse, and I'm seeing here, Peter is saying, yes, Christians, you have hard things in your life. You have trials, but you only have them because they're necessary. Wow. And that is, And that's very comforting. Right. Because what Peter is saying here is that God is only giving you these hard things because this is the way he's accomplishing something great in your life. Hmm. And if there was an easier way, then it wouldn't be necessary. But there, there is no easier way for whatever reason in his in his secret counsels and the part of God's will that we don't totally know. Right. And in your own life and the, just the peculiarities of your personality and your circumstances and what you need, God has carefully chosen these trials for you to accomplish a good purpose. And I think that's comforting because it's not that God is just sort of willy-nilly throwing out trials on the world. Hmm. Um, these hard things that happen to us, whether it's a hard day at school or whether it's a tough circumstance in your family or whether it's something unexpected expected that happens to you, whether on the playground or at work, that has been carefully chosen for you by God because he has a, a good end in view. And so it's it's necessary. And so if we're thinking about this trial as necessary, and then you also mentioned it's only for a short time. So those are realities that this verse is saying are true. But then how do I live in light of that? I think it changes the way we accept those trials. So we go to school and we have a bad day. Mm -hmm. And instead of coming home and slamming the backpack on the floor and, you know, slamming the door shut, we think maybe God has, has a good reason for this. And he tells me it's only for a little while. Mm -hmm. So this bad day is not going to last forever. Even if I have more than one bad day, it's not going to last forever because Jesus is coming again and he's going to fix everything. And it, it's all going to be made right. So so it's just a little while. I can stand a little while, right? Like when you go to the doctor and he has to give you a shot and you think, okay, this is going to be pretty bad, but a shot lasts, what, like two seconds and then it's done, <laughs> right? So this is like a shot, you know, in the grand picture of eternity. Mm -hmm. It's like a shot. It's going to last for just a little bit of time and it's necessary. Like that shot that the doctor gives you, it's not super pleasant, but he gives it to you because you're sick and this is the medicine that's going to help you or he's going to protect you from a sickness you might get or something like that. Yeah. So if, if one of my kids comes home and we're talking about this verse and the next day they go to school and they come back and they say, you know what? I had a terrible day, but as the day went on, this happened. And I think I know why that was necessary. Does God tell us why it's necessary? Does he, will he reveal that to us? Or will that always be a mystery? Should I even be looking for those kind of answers? Well, I think he tells us in the next verse, he says, it's so that the tested genuineness of your faith may be found to result in praise and glory and honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Hmm. So ultimately, the purpose is that your faith would be strengthened, that you would trust Jesus more, 
And so that when Jesus comes again and we all go to be with him where he is, we would praise him for the way in which he sustained us and cared for us in our trials. So we we do know the ultimate purpose of our trials, but we might not know exactly how this particular bad day or this particular bad experience on the way home from school or this particular bad experience at work is going to cause us to trust God more. Hmm. But we know that it will. So there may be a dozen reasons, and God, he's telling us here, well, I'll tell you a few of them at least. Yeah. So that we're strengthened to become more like Jesus, so that he's praised ultimately. But then there may be lots of other reasons that we never know. Absolutely. Well, this has been really, really helpful. Would you just take a moment and pray this verse for all of us as we close today? Sure. Heavenly Father, we come to you knowing that you are a good God, and that you love us, and that you have good purposes for our lives. Lord, we bring to you today the trials that you have sent to us, the things that aren't going the way we wanted them to go, the things that are hard, the things that are frustrating, the things that are even ways in which people have misunderstood us or are saying wrong things about us. And we bring those trials before you today. Lord, we don't like these trials, but we pray that you would help us to remember that our trials are only for a short time and that you are doing something good in them. And we pray that you would do that good thing and that we would one day stand in your presence in heaven and give you praise and thanks for the way in which you worked in the trials that we're experiencing right now. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening to In the Word on the Go. For more information about this podcast or to listen to past episodes, visit wordonthego.net.